0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the All Plane podcast with innovators and entrepreneurs that are transforming the aviation industry. And remember that you can find all the previous episodes of this podcast, as well as many other aviation stories on our website, allplane.tv. That's A-L-L-P-L-A-N-E dot In this episode, like in the previous one, we continue to explore the aerospace startup scene and the acceleration and investment ecosystem. So Francois Chopin is our guest today, is the founder of Starburst, which is today perhaps the most active specialized player in the field of early stage finance and startup acceleration in the Aerospace space, pun intended, Starburst has offices in multiple countries around the world, pretty much in every continent, from where it scouts the tech ecosystem in each region, and it holds regular and frequent pitching events, which I have had the chance to attend on occasion, in order to identify the most promising startups in aerospace and aviation broadly defined, so it can range from software for the airline and air travel industry, all the way to super niche satellite and defense technologies. We have chatted with Francois about the work they do at the Starburst Star Wars and also about the aerospace innovation landscape and the most promising technologies that are appearing over the horizon, from sustainable aviation to space technology. So tune in for a conversation at the very edge of the technology frontier in aerospace. Hello, Francois. How are you? Hi, Mikael. How are you? Very well. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this morning, your morning, because you are in California at the moment. So it's a nine-hour time difference. But um, I was really looking forward to having this conversation because you are the founder and CEO of Starburst, which I think is one of the most fascinating projects that there are right now in the field of aerospace technology and investment. Can you tell us, for a start, a little bit about yourself, then we can move on to talk about Starburst and, and the sort of projects and initiatives that you guys are backing
1: no, of course. So I'm a, I'm, a, I'm an engineer by background, by training. Um, I started my career at Airbus for a couple of years. I had also the opportunity to uh, cross the Atlantic and and, and work for um, the U.S. Air Force in one of their research labs, upstate New York, um, for two years, and it was also a great experience. And it was already for me a, a way to um, either compare or to work in both sides, both Europe and, and the U.S and see how things were in you know, a different in the aerospace industry, different or similar. Um, but but I didn't want, I, I liked the, the technology. I was very curious. I, I love innovation, but I didn't want to be an engineer. So uh, I came back to France and work as a consultant in a, in a, in a, in a different um, strategy consulting firm. Uh, during the internet bubble in '99, '98, '99, I joined a, a, a startup that raised eight million euro. Uh, quite successful, doing B two B, or at that point I was already scouting and, and working in the procurement area. Didn't work there very long because of crisis, '911, and so I, I came back to consulting. Um, I started in another company four years later, um, and and it was almost like the the precursor of of Starburst. Uh, We're a team of 15 people in Paris and we're already scouting for innovation for large corporations. So we would get contracts from Airbus and others. They would say, okay, what can you say about the future of battery, the future of more electric aircraft? And um, what are the patents? What are the the top universities, professors working on this subject and what can be the future? And that was in in 2005. Uh, So it, it was already interesting very similar to what we are doing now. Uh, and for some reason, after three, four years, it was working very well, but it was not my my company completely. So I, I stopped, redid did some strategy consulting, and then really starburst start about eight years ago now. I mean, I, I left my previous company 10 years, it's going to be 10 years. Uh, but, but by the time, you know, to start a new business, find, find the, the new business model, adjust a little bit, I uh, see that Starburst was, was born eight years ago.
0: Mm-hmm. Because Starburst, and, and then we move, of course, to, to the project that you are leading, it's a very, it, I would say, it's a very interesting beast, because you do different things uh, at the same time, but they are all connected to the, let's say, the cutting edge of innovation in aerospace. So just to summarize, how would you describe in a, in a two-line sentence, um, starburst because you are an accelerator, you also do some consulting, and you also are an investment, an investment fund, right? You're like a VC. Yeah,
1: and so what we do now, okay, I will do two two lines. We do two things. We work with startups to get tractions uh, and get that next round of financing, which is usually a Series A, and we help corporates understand better what's the landscape, what's happening, what are the trends, what's emerging. Uh, and what should should they, they be careful or, you know, taking care of uh, that? That's really the two things we are doing. And then everything is related, um, mm-hmm. but we, we we ended up doing so many things because when I started eight years ago, um, I was not an investor. I didn't have a fund. Um, and so basically I, I started with 10,000 euro. Wow. And so I need to be creative in order to uh, to start the business. And the only way I could do that was by selling services. Uh, so um, I was, what, what I knew uh, what to do, um, I was using my brain to um, support corporates, uh, understanding what's going on and support startups to work with the corporates. And, and that's really how it started. And so that's why even today we are still doing um, strategy consulting because um, the, the, these two, the startups and the corporate, they still need to understand uh, on a real-time basis what, what's going on and how can they, they, they be better. So that's why uh, we are doing that that service, um, and then we realized that just doing that service in Paris was not enough. Large corporations they need to understand what's going on around the globe, and startups they you know if we are just focusing on on France or Europe, that would be not that would not be enough because aerospace is a global market, and, and even these startups very quickly they need to be global. Um, so that that's that's why that's the reason why we expanded our service. That's why. Like six years ago, we, uh, we, I moved to LA. I found a partner and, and we developed our business in the US. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have an office in Paris and LA. Uh, I thought that yeah, we need something in Asia. So I moved to Singapore for a couple of years, uh, developed our presence in Singapore. It was long and painful, but um, that, that, that was necessary to be global. And then came, came back to France, opened an office in Munich,
0: and then moved back to um, to san francisco finally so, um, so you 're a, you're a global firm now i've seen you have uh, how many offices is it eight or? so now we have we have eight different offices um, and its it, its office
1: is a subsidiary which is a uh, you know, an entire company is just a representation, it's just not just a, it's a full company. So where we have a, a managing director, we have a, a couple of people, we are able to support local startups, uh, either to invest in them or take equity and, and provide local services. Mm-hmm. And, and also we're we working in an environment, aerospace and defense, uh, where you need to be local to work with the local government
0: so you are you're a global company and I read you well you started you started as you mentioned uh, consulting operation and you've been I guess increasing more and more the investment side of the of your activity
1: yeah because um, if you want to um, have more weight uh, with, with the startups if you want to have more impact you need to uh, be more invested than just you know do, doing services and so either we take sweat equity so which means that um, they don't pay for our service, and, and for us it's it, it's it's already a big investment, and we get equity or we invest directly, and and we've done already a, a couple of investments, um, but but right now we we want to do much more, uh, so we, we're going to talk about this, but but yeah, and at the beginning we we are not taking equity, we are trying to as we are helping them on on the on the business development, we are taking some success fees uh, on the contract we have them to to sign, but we realized that it was not enough. Um, or if if you really wanted to make, to make a difference, we need to be uh, more committed and invested, and so we needed to take equity. And so that's the, the the shift we did about four years ago now, and that's how we 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 became investors in. Uh, at the beginning, we, we took twelve startups, and then fifteen, uh, eighteen, and and now we are taking on average twenty startups in in our um, late stage accelerator model every year.
0: And you run uh, through the year. You you run a number of events like uh, presentations. I remember I attended one of them. You did in London. Yeah. So basically, companies, startups come to you. They pitch. Then you have a selection committee and you select a number of startups. So that's, that's a model that's been practiced by, by accelerators, incubators, the world over, particularly in recent years. What can you tell us about the characteristics that these startups must have? Are you investing at any stage of development or you focus on a specific um, stage and size? So it's, it's interesting. It's, it's a model that we developed in
1: 2013. Uh, so already at the beginning, we were scouting startups um, and we were inviting them to pitch in front of our our, our corporate partners and our, our corporate partners, the one you know, paying the, the retainers, um, would help us to pick the best, or at least they would tell us we like this one, we like this one. Uh, we would do our, our, our mix and and, we, our, and our recipe, and out, out of the ten that would pitch, we would take two or three that we would take into our um, accelerator. So that, that's a model that we we developed a long time ago. We are an industry specific, and so we use uh, our corporate partners to help us, you know, sort. The startup that they like the most or the, the, the more chance to, to be successful. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yes, now that we are global, we have a team of at least 10 people scouting startups on a regular basis, I mean, on a daily basis, um, which means that on average, we identify two to 3,000 new startups every year, uh, which is a huge number. And so, we, we, we came with a mechanism where we, we sort them, uh, we pre select them, and, and we like the ones that are around their seed stage. Mm-hmm. Seed stage, you know, they, they come up with a, uh, already a lot of them have, have failed already. They're starting to have something that they can show up um, and, and demonstrate. And that's where the corp- that's when the corporates start to be interested. And so seed stage is, is the right time where we can do some, you know, more efficient matchmaking between startups and, and corporates. And that's why
0: we picked it. Because you also have a, a, quite an impressive roster of partners, industrial partners. Uh, companies like Boeing, for example, Saffron, a whole range of of companies that are in the industry, which I guess it it adds value to the proposition as well, because many of these startups that you are selecting are in some degree dependent on on these large corporates um, adopting this technology that they are developing, right? Yeah, and of course, and
1: that's uh, also the the value. We, We know the industry, we are connected to all the the major corporates and, and the different governments in the U.S. We work a lot with NASA and the Air Force, and we are starting to engage with the Army and the Navy, um, which it's a little bit particular in the U.S., but they, they, have, um, they have a checkbook, and so the, the military arm are able to you know, give contract very easily um, to early-stage startups, and, and that's what we are looking for too. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's corporates and government
0: entities um, that these startups are looking for uh uh-huh. do you focus on specific market niches because you have invested in some 200 startups so far or you have accelerated 200 startups possibly with this through this scheme um but it's quite diverse so you have things like from satellites to to very very specialized technologies that go into a specific function of let's say a satellite something like that all the way to startups that are developing for example new propulsion technologies for commercial aviation i had on here on the podcast for example i had zero avia which is one of the of the companies yeah. that i think you you've been involved with there are others that have been in the headlines recently like ampere for example and mm-hmm. some others yeah. so how do you categorize this Startups. Are there specific market niches that you are focusing your attention on at the moment, or is aerospace in a very broadly defined way? Yeah. So uh, we
1: we took um, so aerospace, where we we call that aviation, space, and defense, uh, because it was my area of expertise, uh, and that's how I I picked it. And then inside aviation, space, and defense, you you're right. It's the same industry, which means that it's the same players. Uh, if you look at Airbus, they are, you know, entering in all these different categories. Boeing is the same. So all the large corporations, some are more defense or so more aviation. But overall, it's it's the same industry. And and but then when you look at the product, then they are very different. Uh, aviation, it's more on the, the aircraft, the helicopters. And so here we have the eVTOL category, the cargo drones. Uh, you have the electric aircraft, hydrogen aircraft, now the supersonic uh, we are also tackling with the um, new way of addressing mobility. So the emergence of uh, the, the small regional airports that are being used for uh, smaller airlines. So we looked also at a uh, kind of a uh, certain number of new airline business model. And so that, that's an, an entire category. And then, and then of course, you can look at batteries, you can look at fuel cells, um, new type of sensors for, uh, you know, sense and avoid. So, lidar but also 3d cameras um, and then you need to look at you know ai because it's key um and to some some degrees machine learning and and other cyber security because you don't want this product to be hacked. and so that that's an, an entire ecosystem the other one that is you know booming right now is the is, is space uh, from launches to a new type of constellations we're talking more and more about having. Um, multiple space stations and so people working in space manufacturing in space refueling uh, and so that category and also all, all this because uh, the cost of sending stuff to space is becoming much cheaper or it's much more flexible uh, you can either use SpaceX for uh, one tenth of the price or rocket lab and and have your you know perfect flight right for you just to give you, give you, putting your, your, your things in, in the exact orbit so um, with, with these two dig- and, and we've been, you know, addressing these two categories and how out, out of the 200 startups that we have accelerated, we, we have equity into 60 of them, uh, including Zeravia, Ampere and, and more. And, and, yeah, our portfolio companies are starting to do, to do pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. And so we are starting to be uh, recognized now as a, you know, a good investor, a good partner for uh, our accelerator program and, 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 and the way we pick startups and we support them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I couldn't uh, avoid thinking about a, a statement you have on your side that says the next billion startup will be in aerospace today. Because just like two, three hours ago, we learned the news about a yeah. massive, massive deal uh, through a SPAC, Archer Air Mobility Startup, that uh, got valued at not one, but $3.8 billion in a really eye catching deal with United Airlines and, and some other uh, large yeah. investors. So, so, yeah, I guess that's a, <laughs> that's a sign of how, you, how dynamic things are getting. In, in one year, um,
1: so I, I think Virgin Galactic was the first one to, to get in, you know, to do an IPO through a SPAC. And it was just 12 months ago. Uh, since then, we got Zipline for the cargo drone, who got valued at above one billion. I think Boom is, is around one billion. Rocket Lab is around one billion. You, you, there's a couple of SPACs that have been announced of startups that are going to be valued in the aerospace industry above one million. One is for Constellations, another one is Momentus, uh, where we are part of, that is doing a, a third stage rocket. So yeah, for in in one year we 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 went from zero uh, or maybe space spaceX to uh, uh, I would say at least ten or fifteen, and that's that's crazy. But and again, I think it's just the beginning. We we are in the I think the aerospace um, is not a bubble, uh, but we are in for at least 10 years of, you know, revolutionizing the the way we move, we fly, we we go to space. Um, It's going to be a a great 10 years to come, for sure.
0: Yeah, I wanted to ask you about this because uh, we're at a point where there's certainly a lot of activity on the, let's say, the technical side but it seems that the business models are, are not yet that well-defined. Where do you see things going? Because I know that's a very big question, but for example, in air mobility, you guys have, have a vision or have identified uh, some potential winners in, in when it comes to trends and where things are going and, and what are the drivers of this industry going forward? So what, what's exciting is that
1: th- there's already product flying. If you look at Joby, uh, even though... They're not talking much, but they're already flying, doing a lot of experiments and and being close to be certified. Um, So that's the first point. As they're gonna be certified in a couple of years, they will be able to operate the first commercial flights. But of course, there's gonna be a pilot, the battery are gonna be heavy, and so it's gonna be limited. It's gonna be for high net worth individuals. And so at the beginning, it's gonna be a niche. Uh, But the the same way the automotive industry was, What's, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, Mm -hmm. it's not surprising, but then, you know, we might move away from battery and replace that by hydrogen. Then it's going to be cheaper. Um, It's going to go further. Um, We're not going to need to refuel all the time. So the downtime will be less. And then um, autonomy and automation will be better. And so there's not going to be a need for pilots. And so you you can sense that, you know, each step will take a couple of years. So First flight. If you look at the first flight, maybe in, in next year or the year after, uh, along with certification. So that's 23, and then you want to have a better propulsion system. So maybe hydrogen will be, you know, viable through zero-hour work in in 2020. 2025 and then fully autonomy um, will be achieved through startup like x-wing or others and maybe that's going to be 2027 but one thing is sure: in in 10 years from now we're going to be fully using these type of products efficiently uh, autonomously and uh, and at the same time the infrastructure the uh, the airports or the heliport or the helipad i don't know how we're going to call them but uh, We'll have developed across the city and we'll have a better understanding. So yes, it's, it's going to take time, but we're going to see it evolving with us. And in, in 10 years, for sure, it's going to be a, a mass product and a mass market. And that, that's why Toyota is massively investing in this, um, because that could be the future of, um, uh, of cars uh, mm-hmm. and of um, mobility.
0: Yes, actually, I, I had a chance to write an article for, for CNN about a year ago focused on this fact that many car companies are actually investing in the air mobility. So you have the Toyota, Fiat, some other. Um, Hyundai. Manufacturer. Yeah. Yeah, there are quite a few. And uh, the Luxury One Porsche, it's quite interesting how they are moving this in this direction. But aren't we going to have so many things flying overhead that <laughs> at some point it's going to be, we'll, you will need to start looking up uh, just to see if there's something, there's a chance of things ca- falling? <laughs> from overhead. So no,
1: it, it's a good point. But then at, at, at some point it's going to be a choice. Uh? So mm-hmm. do you want uh, traffic jam, you know, and in massive, um, uh, line of cars on highways and be stuck in traffic like you are in LA every day, or do you accept to have more things above your heads and, and less traffic and something much smoother and, and less cars on the streets, more street for the, for the pedestrian and, and the bicycle. At the end, it's going, to be, it's going to be a choice, and some cities will be more advanced, so we'll see you know, how it goes, if it's you know better or, or not, and what are going to be the trade-offs, but that's a point, yes, you're going to have much more stuff above your head, but right, right now, you have nothing, so um, mm-hmm. it's, the, the sky is not
0: going to become dark because of this vehicle, but for sure you're going to have more. Yeah, and when it comes to space, where do you see the opportunities, because that I must confess, it's, it's an area I don't know that much about, but it's obvious there are many things happening as well. There's nanosatellites and uh, space travel. But for me, it's difficult to measure what's the, what are the main drivers, what are the most promising areas. What's your vision for the coming years in this space? So in, in the it's space, inter- space? <laughs> It's interesting because space, you
1: know, it's, it's one thing, but at the end, there's so many different markets that are being pursued right now. The, the, at the beginning of uh, you know 2010 we we're all talking about asteroid minings and then um, technology was not fully ready it was too expensive or and so it, it fade but but i'm sure asteroid mining will will go back again because uh, we're going to be able to have access to these minerals not that far away for a very cheap price uh, so uh, as asteroid and and bringing back um this mineral to the lower for orbits is, is going to be already a business and then manufacturing in orbit we know that already there's a couple of products that would make sense to be manufactured in orbit like you know fiber optics uh and made in space uh, made a lot of progress on on that why, why um, so and so is, is it because of vacuum
0: conditions or, or what,
1: what yeah it's, it's um, zero it's not vacuum is a gravity okay uh um and so the fact that you don't have gravity and the way the fiber of op- fiber crystallize uh it's much more pure and so um the, the bandwidth of, the, of this fiber optic um you know a thousand times much better
0: mm-hmm.
1: that one example another example uh, scientists have realized that when you grow skin into in in a in a zero gravity environment it grows in many different directions and so uh, i'm not a uh, biologist expert, but they, they say that there are some properties that they would like to explore more, and and then s- semiconductors. I'm, I'm sure manufacturing semiconductors in space, you know, with, with no gravity and hopefully no perturbation um, would be would be great. We are talking of you know also on putting uh, a lot of supercomputers in space because um, you don't you don't need to cool them, uh, and on Earth, yeah, the the the, the curve of, of the energy required to cool all the, the the computer farms is 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 growing in an exponential way. If you put all these computers in space, as long as you have a good downlink connections, which is being worked, you can save a lot of energy on Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we are talking about you know space tourism and having hotels in space. So we we, we don't fully understand and realize what's going to happen in space but for sure a lot of things and with the new SpaceX rockets the one that you know that Elon is trying and crashing on a regular basis but at some point it's not going to crash like the others and then it's going to reduce the cost of putting stuff into space uh, even by you know a factor of 10 Uh, Mm -hmm. and so in the past, would could bill would would cost billions. Will will cost you know a couple of d- dozen of millions, and so a lot of things are, are going to be accessible uh, that we are not only five years ago.
0: It's expected to to be a, a monopoly of sorts, though, because all of this is going to rely on a the the gatekeeper is going to be the I guess the people that are able to to send these cargos to to the to the space, and so the, the, what we are. Asking ourselves right
1: now is, you know, in on the Internet side, Google become a, a monopoly, Facebook become a monopoly, Snapchat, WhatsApp. There's been a couple of monopolies, and we are at the point where we don't know if Six will, will become a monopoly in that sense. A platform. Uh, and maybe we can, we can call it a platform. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, at the end, it's a monopoly. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Uh, maybe the, the Chinese will develop their own monopoly, the Indians, mm-hmm. the Europeans. Um mm-hmm. But uh-huh. but 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 for sure, SpaceX has done you know things on the, on the utilization, the cost of operation that nobody had, had succeeded in, in in doing so, and even now nobody has a clue on you know even achieving uh, what they are achieving today. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, they're gonna have a monopoly for a while, uh, and then we're, let's see what's gonna happen.
0: What, what about the, you mentioned space tourism. Uh, do, you, do you see this becoming more of a mainstream thing in, uh, in the coming years? Maybe not a massive thing, but something that a few thousand people can experience?
1: It, 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 for sure, it's going to be a business. It's, it's going to be a couple of billion dollar business, but, but it's, it's still going to be a niche, at least for, for, the, for the next five to 10 years. But it's you know it's the sum of these business that that are pushing forwards and are making mm-hmm. space more accessible so it's it's a necessary business for sure and then when you look at virgin, virgin galactic what they are trying is is smart there's a much bigger business in transportation uh, and so using their vehicle to do paris to new york or or london to tokyo in, in just a couple of hours may, may, makes it more sense if they are trying to uh they succeed sorry in achieving this cost saving to make it more affordable
0: so that would be hypersonic uh, suborbital flight between yes continents? yes so, mm-hmm. suborbital mm-hmm. you
1: almost go you, you go one one or two hundred kilometers high
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then you would you wait for the turn the, the the earth to uh turn beneath you and then you go back
0: mm-hmm. yeah. but then we have at the same time in parallel we have also strong pressure for uh, technologies, I mean, not only to fly faster, but also to fly greener. What, what's your view here? Uh, you are invested in companies that are attempting different approaches. As you mentioned earlier, we have, mm. we have mentioned ZeroAvia that is uh, investing in uh, hydrogen. We have uh, Ampere that has a hybrid electric power plant. Mm. Do you have a view here about what is the most promising path for decarbonization of the aviation industry?
1: Yeah, the, the key, whether it's Ampere or ZeroAvia, yeah, the key is how you manufacture, how you produce electricity. Uh? And so uh, even if you switch everything to electricity and, and you still make your electricity with, with uh, coal or, or, um, or, or fuel or you know, carbon products, then it's not going to work. So we need if, and if we want to move away, we don't have that many solutions. Interesting about hydrogen is that we're we, uh, we're going to be able to store, you know, energy and electricity in in a more efficient way, and uh, and and reuse that electricity when we need it. So uh, then, solar will be more effective if we combine solar with uh, hydrogen manufacturing, or or uh, or even um, uh, wind turbine uh, with uh, mm-hmm. uh, a place to store electricity. Um, uh, that, that would not be expensive. The other way that we, we need to think about is, is nuclear. Everybody has buried because of Fukushima and a, a couple of uh, catastrophic events. But nuclear, if, if, you, if you're able to manage the, the, the waste, uh, and maybe the waste could be you know, sent in, into space in one way or another, um, but nuclear is, is really the, the way to get out of uh, you know, CO2, methane, and all the fossil fuel.
0: What about um, the biofuels and synthetic fuels? Is this an area you are, yeah, are also active? Um, less, because biofuel, again, how
1: do you make these fuels? If you need to uh, plant trees or different kinds of vegetables to manufacture them, we, we know that it's not efficient. And so it's going to be even worse than just digging into the ground and get the the, the natural gas or you know, the, the regular fuel. Uh, so all these biofuel, if they are waste of a, a current process, yes. But if you're trying to redevelop an, an entire industry, um, if you need to uh, remove some forest in, in Amazonia to to, uh, to to manufacture these biofuel, then it's not bio anymore. So um, I'm, I'm more skeptical about this um, and, 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 you know, more positive about the um, renaissance of, of the nuclear energy.
0: Mm-hmm. What about the infrastructure? I mean, if all these projects go ahead, that's completely going to change the way that we move around, not just from point A to point B, but also how you, you move to, let's say, to an airport, from the airport, from door to door. Um, I guess that's going to require massive investment as well. Is this an area where you guys are also looking into and what sort of um, infrastructure changes are we expected to see in the coming couple of decades if that, uh, that panorama materializes? Therefore, for sure, there's going to be a real estate
1: impact, um, and but but here it's less about disruptions. Okay, yes, um, there, there's going to be changes, uh, but but it's not based on technology. So investing as as a VC will not make us make this huge 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 gap. Or it's it's more traditional real estate investments. Of mm-hmm. course, we would like to do so. In the, um, I don't know, in the 18th century, when when Napoleon redesigned entirely Paris, the one with the map uh, of the place and the one who knew where all the the big boulevards were located. Mm-hmm. That, you know made a lot of money on the real estate because they were able to buy all the places before yeah so yeah buying the right real estate you know ahead of the others because of these new um space ports or heliports yeah uh, the, there's going to be a lot of money to, to be made but but right now we are not real estate investors we are not rich enough mm-hmm. so we'll True. see it's something in the in the top of our mind uh, but we have not been able to execute that so far
0: yeah, actually, yeah, I was I was listening to a business podcast the other day. I don't remember which one. I will have to look. I will have to search it. But someone said that the car revolution in the 20th century made a lot more money, not just to the people actually doing the actual cars, but all the all the whole ecosystem and all the, ch- the changes it generated in real estate, all the new commercial centers, hotels, restaurants, yeah. facilities that were created, the, the petrol stations, all the other investments that came around this technology change that was produced by the car Uh, obviously the car itself also it's it's going to be a factor i guess with all the improvements we are seeing now in electric cars self-driving cars that's gonna that's gonna have an impact as well and it it will be linked to to all this revolution we are going to see also in in the air yeah that's for
1: sure and that's why we, we need to make a lot of money investing in this startup. So we have, you know, more capital to deploy in real estate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's yeah, yeah.
0: That, that sounds like a, like a great plan. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there might be many entrepreneurs now that might be wondering how to apply to to Starburst. So um, where should they go and when, is this, when are the next rounds? What would you recommend?
1: So we, we have um, um, selection rounds every month, or at least once a month. So they can uh, apply on their websites, you know, um, push their, their, their company, send a presentation, that, that's pretty easy. What, it, what we are launching right now is, we, we are launching early stage programs. So uh, we realized that there was also a need for um, pre-seed startups. Uh, and so we are launching a program in LA called Scale. We are launching a program in Paris called Blast. Um, we have one in Israel. It's just uh, you know from our Tel Aviv office we launched one in Singapore uh called um, the aviation accelerator um and we are looking at you know leveraging this local ecosystem and and launching um aviation uh, space or defense accelerator uh in 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 local cities That's
0: a space uh, yeah. l a is more around space paris is, is is more you know global so would you recommend that companies apply based on the geographical region they are based on or based on the type of service or product that they are developing? So, so first, they, they need to apply based on
1: their maturity. And then, um, yeah, if, if uh, one of our four um, you know, early stage program fits into their, their category, they should apply that. And
0: if not, they should apply to the, the closest one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's remind people that the website is starburst.iro yes yeah? and i don't know if is there any anything else you you would like to say before we wrap up this conversation yeah we
1: we need more entrepreneur we need more you know people that want to make a difference in the uh, um, aviation and, and space industry. So uh, I hope that this discussion will uh, um, motivate and and um, uh, convince more people, more you know successful entrepreneurs in other industries to to come and join us in, in our you know major revolution. Uh, there's not that many industries that need to that are going through a, such a huge transformation, and it aer- aerospace is now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking that it's if if things move along this curve. I think we can expect it. Aerospace investment to to go from a niche to to a more of a mainstream thing, as it happens with yeah. telecoms and, and other other industries.
1: The other well, sector that I, I'm really passionate about is is food. Uh, there's so much thing that need to be done uh, in the
0: food industry, so we can you know eat better and and mm-hmm. and live better. Very good. Actually, I I must say I I was a, once a, a digital food entrepreneur that mm-hmm. <laughs> I was in. A, in um, a previous uh, career a few years ago. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's also an, a sector that I hold very dear. And it's yeah. very interesting, many things going on there. Well, thank you so much, Francois. Thank for, you. Uh, yeah, thank you, Your time today. And let's uh, see what happens with all these very promising technologies that you are backing, I'm sure. Yeah, for
1: sure, there's going to be some yeah. failures, but, but I'm hoping there's
0: going to be much more wins. Yeah. For sure. So. Thank you very much. Thank you, Miguel. Before you go, and if you like this podcast, a quick reminder that it would be absolutely great if you could please give it a rating on Apple, Spotify, or whichever platform you're using, or recommend it to a friend or whomever might be interested. Thank you very much, and see you soon.